Welcome to the Beyond Physio Podcast, where we help you move, excel, and inspire others on your journey to your next level with knowledge and advice from experts and testimonials from our like-minded community. This is Dr. Jerry Yu, one of the many hosts of the Beyond Physio Podcast. Today, I have friend, CEO, founder, league lover of New Jersey Crush Football Club, which is a soccer club, not a football club. Welcome, Lee, to our show. Thanks for having me, Jerry. Yeah. So, Lee, it's been interesting working with you, not only as a, a coach for your team as far as your strength and conditioning needs, but also now as a client. How's that experience been for you? Phenomenal, to be honest with you. This is one of those practice what you preach. Yeah. So, it's, at first, without before we kind of brought into next level, I thought it was a great service. But then actually experiencing the individual benefits that I've received myself has been tremendous. I think in the last couple of months, what I'm able to do from a mobility standpoint right now, just in such a short frame of time, has been excellent. So oh, thank you for that. Thanks a lot, Lee. So let's go back to you as far as your background. You were born in the posh part of England. Is that Surrey, England? Yep, Surrey, England. Supposedly the posh part. <laughs> so you played in some of the academies, you traveled the world. And where did you end up after that, Lee? So once I finished traveling, I was in California for a while. And I guess that was my first experience of coaching soccer within the United States. Yeah. And then I enjoyed it so much that I was offered a position and started my own training business called Elite Soccer Academy in New Jersey just shortly after that, which kind of brought me here to uh, the other side of the coast. Yeah. Now you yourself, Lee, are also not an average player. Can you talk about your personal soccer history? Yeah. So, so growing up, I mean, you know, as a six, seven, eight year old, you're always playing with your friends on the streets within London itself. And then I played through all the professional academies within the professional academies growing up. And then I did pick up an injury fairly early on in my career, which kind of led me to the next best thing that was coaching. I wanted to pass on my experience and knowledge to uh, other athletes and players. That's amazing. When you were young, what was your position? I, I played wide as a fullback. Yeah. I was probably uh, considered like the last man standing a lot of the times <laughs> when it came to the fitness, you know, up and down, crossing, defending. It was, uh, it was great. That's awesome. So getting back to your coaching background, not only did you coach at the youth and semi-pro level, but now you moved on to Crush, which is, how, can you tell us more about how that got sorted? Yeah. So, uh, I mean, from a, first of all, from a coaching standpoint, I ended up with two qualifications, my UA for B license and USFA, which allowed me to kind of open up doors for pretty much any level that I was looking for. And then I, I kind of saw an opportunity to coach like a, an elite girls soccer club. Yeah. It was missing within the market. So our current VP, Simon Royal, we kind of got together with each other and thought that this would be a great opportunity to develop and you know, produce something. Yeah. Now looking at Crush's history, did you ever expect it to get to the level it's at where you're basically all of North Jersey? Yeah, I think, I think when we first started it, our main goal was just to try to instill a love for the game and just some life learning lessons. And then it grew very quickly in a very productive way. That's great. Now, one of the things I love about working with Crush as a rehab provider, but also now as a strength and conditioning provider, is that we love to provide whole body care for athletes, especially young ones, because we're finding that when these kids have a great foundation for movement and exercise, that they can actually do a lot more on the performance side. How do you think working alongside a physio practice like ours that also provides strength and conditioning has helped your club so far? I think it's been huge. And I say that because I think in youth sports nowadays, it's not just about technical and tactical training. You have to look at the physical and psychological components. And I think just educating parents, players, and even our own staff has just taken a, a huge uh, trajectory for us from a beneficial standpoint. 
where not only our athletes, but our members, or, sorry, our staff, when we are teaching a specific way, we can recognize what those other needs may be by u- utilizing next level service. Yeah. You know, it's funny back in the day, it's going about probably 20 years ago, we came across a phenomenon in all of you sports, which was the sports specialization. And from our conversations, this is something outside of the United States that doesn't really happen until kids are older. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, growing up, a lot of people's sports specialization when it comes to you know, playing football or soccer back in, back in England is people playing it every day just with their friends out on the streets. And I think over here, things are a lot more organized. So the specialization, I think, doesn't seem to start until much later on for the majority. Yeah. which I think sometimes does hinder the overall growth for individuals. But I mean, that being said, we fully encourage a lot of our younger athletes to try multiple sports just to, to balance out and prevent sometimes some of those injuries along the way. Yeah, for sure. And I think we've talked about how there's some common injuries among the female soccer players, ACL being one of them. Is that something that you've seen in your club too? Yeah, so we've seen a lot of more high school age players when they come off of either the high school program. Sometimes they don't even make it as far as the club because they're, they're going through surgery or have just torn it. And I think a lot of it comes down to, as we've spoken in the past, just overloading certain muscle groups, not balancing out certain areas. Hence, one of the reasons why I'm seeing you personally. But I think there's a lot of ways that I think Next Level really supports us as a club because it helps do you know certain screening, which we can come on to shortly, each of the athletes to ensure that they are on the right pathway as well. For sure. Yeah. And I think it was great for us to have been able to have the opportunity with your club earlier in the season to test your girls. or test. I think it was O10s that we tested yeah. and I'm looking forward to testing the rest of your team, but seeing what the level of risk of was for these girls to have ACL tears in the future and with the criteria that we used, there are definitely a couple of girls who are on that spectrum where the things that we would try to do as a strength and conditioning provider would be to get those girls the necessary strength, necessary mobility, and necessary activities to help prevent some of that from happening in the future. Absolutely. I mean, as a parent as well to, to two girls, I know currently one of them is signed up doing some sessions with you at the same yeah. time, because I recognize the importance of there's certain imbalances and I hate for her to, or for anyone to kind of see any, you know, long-term injuries kind of occur as well. Yeah. Do you think other clubs need to also be doing this? Cause I don't really see any other teams like crush that are actually being proactive about getting physios on board or strength and conditioning specialists on board. I do. I think the more sometimes you, you defer to specialists in certain areas, I think can only help grow your club, but more so just protect the, uh, the athletes, which yeah. is what our main goal is. That's great. And I think what I love about that proactivity is we're trying to get ahead of things so that we can keep your players active. And obviously these parents spend a lot of money. So we want to make sure that, you know, if we can keep them injury free, that their daughters can actually continue playing without having been hindered by an injury in the future. Absolutely. Yeah. So Lee, what are some of the ways that you keep your club athletes healthy on all levels? And, you know, we talked about how in youth sports, as you specialized earlier and earlier, one of the questions that I ask myself, not only as a parent of an athlete, but also just as a provider is, are these young athletes going to be mentally, physically, emotionally healthy for the long run? Um, as they go from youth to high school to college and maybe even pro. So for you, do you find that there are things that you guys try to do as a club to make sure that these kids are getting sort of a healthy experience from soccer? Yeah. One thing that we, we introduce as a club is periodization. So we try to ensure that we look at the entire year itself and then it's bro- broken down between like micro and macro cycles. So for every team, we can see when we need to adjust the workload the length of a training session based upon the age group. And it could also depend upon the season as well. So we kind of are very mindful if, as an example, if one of our older players is coming off a high school season, 
the first couple of weeks, it might be more of a, a lighter workload, more maintenance sessions, recovery sessions. I like that. Just to ensure that there's no, uh, no injuries that do occur, you know, under our watch as well. That's great. And my experience working with your coaches on different levels, I find that the culture of your club is really quite healthy. Can you talk about the things that you value and the coaches that come on to crush? Yeah. So, I mean, first of all, I guess some of the things that we instill, not just in our players, but from a coach's standpoint is some of our core values, right? It's just trying to make sure that they're humble, they're hardworking, respectful. More than anything else, they're kind of just motivated and focused on what the club's goals are. Yeah. So every time we're developing the athletes, we're trying to ensure that we're developing the coaches. So it's a very positive environment just all around. That's great. Do you find that I, I've just from you that the, the level of the coaches as, as far as them as coaches themselves is pretty out there as far as like being a high level. It, it, it really is. Sorry. If I look at the, this, the group of stuff we have on board right now, it's very knowledgeable, but I think that they really get one another, but really understand the players. One of the things that we do as a club is we try to have players self-assess a lot when it comes to after practices, after games, and it's more just checking for understanding from the coach's standpoint then. So we can always go back and just figure out from the players, well, if they understood either A, the session, or B, you know, they might've had too much going on at school and maybe they didn't take many notes at that time. So that can, can send a red flag to our coaching staff based upon, hey, here's a player that might need, you know, a little bit more downtime, a little recovery, or, you know, a one-on-one -on -one evaluation at that point. Yeah. That's great that you do that. And it seems like, again, being proactive, we've seen a lot of kids kind of go through their youth sport experience, but end up in burnout. And the self-assessment seems like it'd be really ha helpful to help these girls and maybe the coaches keep on top of the girls to make sure that they don't enter that burnout phase. No, it really is. I mean, in my experience that the only time I've come across any athletes that have felt like there's been a burnout, it's either been sometimes from parental pressure, playing too many sports or activities, just the schedule's just overloaded. Or I have seen, you know, just throughout different states, just either coaches not treating the athletes in a correct manner. And then a player just loses, you know, just the passion for it because they're being driven too much and then just kind of decide to quit, unfortunately. Yeah. It seems like when we're talking about this before, Lee, that it's tough as a parent on one side because you want to push your kids in a healthy way. And sometimes that boundary gets crossed. So that leads to sometimes the girls being resentful of the sport or boys for that matter too. Are there things that you've had to tell parents maybe at different points to say, listen, you know, so-and-so was playing great. We just have to sort of temper things a little bit as far as intensity from the parental side. Yeah, I think one of the things that we've tried to, again, just in my experience, so when we first started the club, there were probably a lot of conversations with parents just trying to educate about the direction and the pathway that we're, we're trying to teach and educate the kids. But now I have very few conversations because I think the athletes just come directly to us. They'll ask specific questions and we just try to put together what's called an IDP, so an individual development program oh, like that. or a plan. And it's pretty much outlines short-term goals, long-term goals. And then we sit down with the players, we reevaluate, you know, whether it be bi-monthly. And it's more just to try to indicate, right, okay, look, what is, or what are the objectives that this player is trying to achieve? So when they're in that one-on-one -on -one with the coach, the parent's not always active. So it can't be a parent's voice, it's the player's voice. Oh, that's great. So uh, it's good. Yeah. Now, what's really great is that you guys have this really caring, nurture environment. Whatever happens to, and I'm sure it's happened before, where maybe some players have had career ending injuries or very chronic injuries and just can't play at the level that they want to, and maybe can't reach the goals that have been set. How do you guys coach kids through that? So, I mean, that there's two parts to that. So the first part is if there's players that are no longer can continue through injury, we have found in some cases 
players come back and actually work with our little crushes. Oh, I like and they're like that. kind of a role model. So it depends on the age of them. And the little crushes are normally anywhere from like three, four, five, six, seven year olds oh. that get together, you know, on a weekly basis as well. So that would be the first part. And then I think just in general, if a player, as an example, was to tear their ACL, we've had enough players that have either gone through that either from a high school or from another sport that they kind of have been through the different experience. So they'll share their experiences with the players that might be going through either a surgery or something that's com coming up soon. And then we'll also have you know, team bonding activities oh, I like uh, that, and just yeah. to ensure there's a connection because we don't want to feel, we don't want the player to feel isolated. So there, there is a lot of connection, you know, at more off the field than on the field. Yeah. And that's really where we see a lot of our, I think, chemistry built between the teams, between whether it be players that are injured or current squads that we have. That's awesome. Now, as far as like physios for us, we really like to focus on the very basic fundamental key movements for priming the body and mind before we start conditioning. Are there a few activities that you have found to help your players on the field get mentally, emotionally, physically prepared to play well during practice and games? I mean, during games, there's always a good motivational speech from the coach that certainly uh -huh. helps. But I think just in terms of other activities, I think the key is always to kind of make things fun, make them competitive, but keep switching them up. I think it's like anything, right? If you keep doing the same thing on a daily basis or a weekly basis, I think boredom sets in. And I think for young athletes, they get, they just switch off. Yeah. So we do try to engage that with our warmups before games, as an example, we have several different club warmups that we'll kind of, you know, float back and forth between just to try to keep the engagement from the players as well as the coaches. Oh, that's great. Lee, it's awesome just hearing how much passion you have for the field and for soccer and for your club. Where do you think the direction of Crush is going to, areas that you want to expand into and other things that you want to add into what Crush does as a club? Yeah, I mean, right now we are, we're certainly based up in northern New Jersey and we've grown considerably over the last few years. I think my goal at this point right now would be to open up some other satellite divisions, which we're currently working yeah. on at the moment and think that we've, because we've got such a stability in terms of our curriculum, our pathway, you know, running from three to four year olds all the way through to under 23. Our goal is to kind of expand and just keep growing within, within the state of New Jersey for now anyway. That's amazing. Lee, thank you so much for coming out to the show to share about your experiences as a coach, as an owner, as a businessman, and also as a parent. Where is the best way that parents out there who might be interested in enrolling their girls into a club like Crush would be able to reach you guys? Best option would just be go to the website, www.njcrushfc.com. Great. And you'll see all the information on there. But thanks again for your time, Jerry. Oh, yeah. You're welcome. Thank you for coming on our show, Coach Lee. And for everyone who's been listening, thank you for joining us. We will have that information if you have any kids interested in joining an elite women's soccer club like Crush in the show notes. Thanks so much for tuning into today's episode. It really does mean a lot to us. And don't forget to like, share, subscribe, or comment if you got at least one or two helpful insights or takeaways to help you get to your next level.